a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth. So buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot and the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor, getting you through a Friday night edition of the show. Welcome to it. It is the 17th of November. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig. Yeah, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, 801, <laughs> I am asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, folks, we're, we're going to be gone for uh, a little while, a little over a week, um, because Thanksgiving Yes, and I'm going to be having a house full of company, and I just, you know, these are people I don't see every day, and they're going to be staying here and whatever, so I guess I made a decision that we're not coming back till December 1st. Well, and you know what, that's okay, because, you know, it gives everybody a little little break and especially us because you know for the time we're off we're not writing articles so we're not doing the research we're not you know now all that said we will be keeping an eye on everything that's going on and if there is some major some huge major piece of breaking news we'll we'll obviously we'll cover that but yes you know if the world ends we'll we'll do it live Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know what it what it also was, guys, with everything going on with Israel and Craig and I both have contacts in Israel and there's a big time difference. So even the hours that we would normally get a few hours of sleep, we really haven't gotten that much since October seventh because we have to be up to get our information from our contacts, then we got to transpose it, and it's, we're tired. <laughs> yeah. It's time for a break. Yeah. You know, I mean, it really is. But that doesn't mean we don't have stuff to talk about tonight, because we oh, do. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, she, from China, was in, in uh, the U.S. over in San Fran Freak Show, which, which, mm-hmm. by the way, they cleaned up and, and gussied up just for the, the communist dictator's visit, you know, which I thought was really nice. And he uh, made a comment about, you know, he, he's wise to what Newsom did. Well, of course he is. I mean, you don't have to yeah. be a rocket scientist. I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, your streets are full of drug-addicted zombies pooping and, and peeing everywhere for years, and then... Literally one week before the Chinese dictator shows up, they all disappear. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> you know, now you know uh, Biden met with Xi. They had a, you know a couple of meetings, a couple of sit down meetings, and then of all things, I saw Xi walking his dog in the park. Then I realized it was actually not the dog; it was Biden. But same difference. <laughs> You know, I yeah. mean, really, when you get down to the same difference. Um, but one of the things, apparently, that Biden is all excited about is he's got some sort of, he made some sort of deal with China and, and Xi Jinping yes. regarding fossil fuels. Diane, what's, what the hell is he talking about? It's, it's 
on the level of Obama's very bad nuclear deal, this is Biden's very bad fossil um, deal. Again, I, we should say, oh, Biden, what they're doing, um, he pledged with his Chinese counterparts to accelerate the substitution for coal, oil and gas generation with green energy sources like wind and solar power. Wind is a disaster. Solar power only works, you know, when the sun is out. But we're supposed to be, you know, cutting back even more on coal, oil and get natural gas. I mean, this is a joke. How many billions of dollars did the U.S. taxpayers sink into Solyndra before it went belly up a couple of months down the road from the, the big investment? Yeah, you know, I remember that. That was a solar power deal. and Right. I don't remember the figure, but it was pretty high. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of money. I mean, it was, yeah. a, it was a buttload of money. Um, you know, the solar thing doesn't work. The, the wind thing doesn't work. They're talking about cutting back on fossil fuels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the last I saw, this country runs on fossil fuels. Yeah, but apparently to them it doesn't matter. In fact, Biden put a 2030 uh, time frame on it, which is less than seven years now, folks, that uh, we are going to sufficiently accelerate our renewable energy deployment. And she said he's going to do the same thing, too. Probably he had his fingers crossed behind his back. He's not doing any of that. No. All he all he's doing is increasing the mine mining of rare earth materials to make electric car batteries. Lithium, yes. You know, and and where do you think all of the stuff we need for solar and wind comes from? The there's most of that stuff is manufactured in china and then shipped over here now the last i knew they weren't shipping those things over here from china on sailboats right no no it's i think there's payola involved in here again um you know basically what he agreed to was he is guaranteeing china a customer meaning us and he's guaranteeing them in their manufacturing sector decades of our purchasing their products what are we getting in return nothing nothing but but joe was beholden to him right yeah I mean, right. China was paying Joe Biden, paying uh, Hunter Biden, paying Jim Biden, paying the grandkids, paying the Biden's dog that bites everybody. You know, so Xi, Xi Jinping can come over here and tell Biden, you need to buy a lot more of this, that, and the other thing from my country. And Biden has yeah. no no uh, way out of it. He, he All he can say is, yes, sir. No. It, it, it was a joke. I mean, I watched some of the um, the press conferences that they had, and G must have been laughing, you know, behind the facade. But it, it goes even beyond this. It goes into the realm of stupidity because what they've agreed to or what Biden agreed to is something new called carbon capture. In other words, as the pollution is going up, they're going to capture it. Literally capture it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> say what they're going to do with it, but they're going to capture it. I mean, this is sickness. It really is. You know, there's there's been talk about putting pipelines uh, through South Dakota and parts of Nebraska and, you know, around the Midwest for that very purpose, carbon capture. And whatever they capture, they pump through these pipelines. Right. And, you know, it all sounds so ridiculous, and is. And where is it going when it's captured? Well, Where's it, the end? Uh, apparently, there's supposed to be underground holding tanks. Oh, God. 
I mean, I look I'm stupid. I, I, yeah, I know, right? But you know, South Dakota and Nebraska, for that matter, have said no. You're not going to pipe that stuff through our states. This is ridiculous. Right. You know, um, so they're having a hard time with this. You, you you want carbon capture? Trees. That's Trees right. are carbon capture machines. Yeah, but we're cutting down so many trees. I mean, well, it, it. Plant it's some. Ridiculous. Plant some trees, you know. Right. Um, yeah, you're you're worried about the CO two. If if it wasn't for CO two, this world would cease to exist. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. And you know what? When you when you talk about the CO two and the trees, I've always had a problem with Christmas tree farms because here I know they replant when they cut, but here it is. You finally get a tree that's a nice size, aids in the carbon and exchange and all that, and you're cutting it down to plant a, a little baby again. I, I, I never understood it. You know, like uh, artificial trees can look as good and as real as a real tree. Yeah, now, I look, personally, <clears throat> excuse me, personally, we used to go to a Christmas tree farm every year. Uh, and this is back when we lived in Lincoln. We'd go to our Christmas tree farm, and we'd we'd get there at about you know the first weekend in November. You'd pick out your tree, they'd tag it, and they'd give you a number. And then you know whenever you wanted your tree cut down, you'd go back. They'd cut it down right there for you, and and help you load it in your car, and off you'd go. You know, and I understand what you're saying, but I I think it's ridiculous because. They they have acres and acres and acres of trees, and these trees don't get all that big. I mean, the biggest ones out there are probably eight feet tall, you know, so yeah. they're not the biggest trees in the world. And then when you're done with your Christmas tree, what most people did was take it. They had several stations set up around Lincoln with these giant uh, tree grinders. And oh, you take mulch. your yeah, and, and you'd make mulch, and then people could go, and they could scoop up as much mulch as they wanted and take it home with them, you know. And, and so it all gets recycled. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it all worked out. But <clears throat> this carbon capture stuff, I mean, give me a break. That's what <clears throat> trees and plants and grass and, I mean, that's, you know, farm crops, that's, they all capture carbon and and recycle it well you know what the bottom line is american consumers we the people we are sick and tired of biden's mandates their gas his gas appliance ban all his climate crap you know he hasn't realized we're talking about the weather here but all his bs climate crap we're tired of it. He cares more about pushing that agenda than making sure that we, the American consumer, the American people, have access to affordable energy. And even consumer goods are affected by this. He doesn't care about any of that. He is just shoving this leftist climate change nonsense down our throats. Well, the reason for it is it's all about power. Of when, course. when you come up with those kind of mandates, you're telling people what they can and what they can't do. You're exerting right. government power over the people. Right. And that's what it's about. It's not about saving the planet. It's about no. keeping people from being able to decide for themselves how they want to live their lives. In other words, it's turning the presidency into a dictatorship, folks. Yeah. You do what I say you can and cannot do. You don't have a choice. You can no longer make up your own minds. You do what I say. You elected me. Now you must listen to me. Well, that's not how this country works or was supposed to work. Right, right. You know, so it's I mean... Sad. 
you know, this whole thing with, with she being over here in San Francisco, all this was, was a way for she to make money. Right. And he's laughing all the way to the Chinese communist bank. I'd really love to know exactly what they have over the Bidens. It's more than what we see on the surface, folks, with the deals. There's something else. I don't know what it is, but there has to be something else as well. Well, and you know, it go, whatever it is, it goes back decades. Because Biden has been a member of the government for 50 years. And, and trust me, he was, he was making deals the whole 50 years. Yeah, but I think that most of it started in 2008. Well, I mean, that's where it really ramped up. But he was making those contacts way, way back. You yeah. know, and, yeah. you know, his whole family has benefited from it financially. And, you know, I mean, he, basically all Biden did in this visit from Xi was beg Xi not to blow the whistle. I mean, that's well, really he, what it comes know, he, down to. He claims uh, some reports are saying that she will not get involved in the Middle East conflict. He doesn't want to be an enemy of the United States Bold. where the world's leading economies. I hate to tell she, but his economy is collapsing. Yes, yeah, his you know, nation's economy sucks. Yeah, I mean, how is he... And why is he basically telling Biden, you have to do this, 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 and this? Because he's not telling Biden, he's telling Obama, and who knows what deals they have made. Well, remember... I'm sorry, but I am a believer that most of our country's ills today, most, not all, of course, but most started with the election of Obama. Absolutely, and don't forget, Obama had Mao Zedong Christmas ornaments on his tree. Yeah, remember that? In the White House. So, you know. In the White House. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Okay, so we've got some new news regarding uh, a judge in one of the Trump cases. Now, this happens to be the Georgia case, where the judge has issued a protective order uh, to bar any further leaking of information from some of the witnesses and some of the right. the testimony that witnesses gave because apparently some of that has gotten out into the media. Yeah. And of course it gets spinned so we don't know what the real truth is. But, you know, um, the Georgia case, to me, the Georgia case and the documents are the severe cases everything else is just a witch hunt that needs to go away well in the in the georgia case from what i understand nobody's really sure who was leaking any of this information but from what i understand about the leaked information it would be beneficial to the prosecution to leak it not beneficial for the Trump team to leak it because the information that got leaked makes Trump look pretty bad. And the judge is worried about possibly tainting uh, the jury ahead of the trial because if they have uh, access to to those leaked bits of information, they could start forming um, an opinion uh, regarding that. And here's the other part of the problem is that no... Uh, evidentiary hearings have taken place, so nobody's really sure what material is going to be allowed in and what material will not be allowed in. Exactly. But, you know, in the Georgia case, I think finding a impartial jury is going to be pretty hard. I think what Trump's team should have done, yes, you have to try it as what happened in Georgia, but I think they should have asked for a change of venue. Oh, and, and they may have, and they may yet, but yeah, I, that judge, you know, that, you know, that's not a, it's not a friendly judge in no. uh, Atlanta. So don't look for anything to, to happen there as far as a change of venue, anything that would 
be beneficial to Trump, uh, that judge isn't going to allow any more than the judge in New York is allowing anything beneficial to Trump. Right. Um, it's it's very convoluted when you when you start looking at the legalities of the information that has been leaked, um, because some of that information may not even be allowed in trial, but the fact that some of it has already leaked and gotten into the mainstream media and thus into the public square, the the judge rightfully and you know most of the time when these judges make these decisions in these cases i i i really question um, mm-hmm. you know the unbiased nature of the judge but in this case it seems to me the judge is acting appropriately and i i know there's going to be a lot of conservatives people listening to this show tonight listening to the podcast over the next several days they're going to say oh the judge is biased against trump well putting putting this information under protective order is actually more helpful to Trump than it is hurtful at this point. Exactly. Exactly. But the the problem is truth social. Truth social, we're supposed to be all about truth on all sides. Problem is, Trump is on there constantly during the day. And he's putting out his his take on what's happening if he was smart and on these witch hunts i support president trump even though i support um ron DeSantis for, for president i support president trump a hundred percent in these witch hunts against him but he's doing himself a great disfavor by constantly talking about things he knows he shouldn't talk about right. on his platform. He he is causing some of his own problems where he doesn't need to cause those problems. Right. We right. know it's a witch hunt. You know, even if you don't support him, you know this is all politics. But what's going to happen when the Georgia thing goes to trial and when the document leaks go to trial? He's going to have given out so much information by then, it could come back to haunt him. It, it could, and I expect those cases actually, you know, I, I would not, let's put it this way, I would not be surprised if there are convictions uh, in uh, New York and Georgia. I do not mm-hmm. think there will be a conviction in Florida in the uh, document case. Um, see, that's where I disagree with you. I, I just I don't see that. I, I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. In part, because we just found out yesterday, Joe Biden's document case is no big deal. And Joe Biden had yeah. a lot more documents than Trump did. Yeah, I I get all the, I get all that. However, that phone conversation and those people that came forward, it, it's very damning. That, so he, he needs to, you know, like we used to say, stop your Twitter finger, right? Stop your truth social figure. Let the things play out it's in your favor to begin with because we know this is a witch hunt don't give the other side ammunition trump is actually giving them ammunition i know well but you know trump will be trump and and you know i i'm sure his attorneys have told him you know you can't you can't just go out there and be saying this stuff and tweeting this stuff and truthing this stuff, whatever it is now right you know and but you know how do you stop Donald Trump? You don't sometimes someone has to who he trusts has to go up to him and say enough Donald Trump the, trusts. The, the people are with you, stop because you can blow it here. The only person you know, Donald- there's already Sorry. people online, 
and I've been I've been monitoring this. Now I'm not one of them that believe believes what I'm going to say, but a lot of people now who are not in Trump's camp, and including some that are backing away, are now saying Trump is only running to get money to pay his legal bills because he can't pay them. You don't want that kind of nonsense hanging over your head when you're facing charges like this. They're bogus charges. Just be quiet. Okay. What I was going to say was, you know, you bring up, you know, somebody that that he trusts should tell him, you know, knock it off. The, The problem, and you're right, but the problem with that is, Trump trusts no one more than he trusts himself. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's kind of like when, you know, Elvis had a drug problem and he had a private physician, his private physician should have told him no more drugs, but you couldn't tell Elvis anything. You can't tell Donald Trump anything. Trump is going to do what Trump is going to do. You know, you can't you can't stop him. There's a better analogy than that. You know, they say um, doctors make the worst patients. Absolutely, and and only a fool would have himself as a legal client. That's why they say you shouldn't represent yourself in court. Trump, in a way, represents himself because he he turns the the proceedings into the Trump show. Right. Um, it, it's like a doctor being the worst patient. He's his worst representative. Yeah. Let the lawyers do their job, keep quiet. That's why Ivanka was so good on the, um, when she was called right. last week. She stayed calm. She just answered questions, didn't put anything into them, just answered them correctly, was very respectful of the proceeding. She knows it's BS, but she was very respectful of the proceeding and how to behave. I've always liked Ivanka. And she was terrific. Her father needs to take some lessons from her. Well, yeah, but, you know, her dad is Donald Trump. The The problem is Donald Trump thinks he can represent himself in the court of public opinion better than his attorneys can represent him in a court of law. Well, you know, that works right now, but it does have a tendency to backfire in that's, the end. That's, that's why I said he thinks he can represent himself right. better in the court of public opinion then his attorneys can represent him in a court of law. And that's why he won't do what he should do and just sit back and let his attorneys handle this. Yeah, there was a poll yesterday, and I heard it on one of the Fox shows. 60% of Republicans do not want a Trump-Biden rematch. They want two new candidates on both from both sides. Right. He, he, if he really wants this nomination, forget these other polls that are going out now. The people ask, people they know support Trump, they jiggle the numbers, forget all that. But when you have a possibility that people are starting to pull away a little bit. You've got to really mind your P's and Q's. You have to play the game. And he right. doesn't want to play the game, no. but sometimes you have to. He doesn't want to play the game. He is the game. That's his mindset, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and it's you know, like you said, he's going to wind up being his own worst enemy if he's not careful because he's right on the brink of that now. You know, exactly. It's going to get real interesting here in the next month to month and a half because the the first primaries start hitting in the middle of January. Right. Okay. So for the next month to month and a half, it's going to get real interesting. And right now, 
what, what people need to be watching on the Republican side of all of this is the battle for second place between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Um, Nikki Haley is becoming her own worst. I, 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 I understand that, but that's not my point. My, my point is, watch that battle. Because if something bad happens with Trump, that's where you're going to find your nominee is somewhere in that one of those two. So, yeah. you know, you got to you got to pay attention. You can't just watch the front runner. You got to watch who's who's lurking in second place because that may very well wind up being the nominee. Well, here's something that uh, another little tidbit for Trump. He, you know, will not debate I have my reasons why he won't debate. Other people have their reasons. But he made a very bad mistake today involving Iowa. The religious leaders uh, were picking who they were going to endorse for president. The three candidates that went were DeSantis, Haley, and Ramaswamy. Well, uh, Ron DeSantis picked up most of them. Right. Trump didn't even go for a main endorsement. That's a main endorsement, folks. That's a big one. That's a big and, one. That, and that to carries, say no. Yeah, that it, carries weight past Iowa and, and into the national uh, discussion. Exactly. And to say no. I'm not going. I don't need it. I'm so far ahead in the polls. It's yeah. going to backfire. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll stand by because I guarantee you it's going to get a lot more interesting over the next month and a half. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. Yes, Folks, well. we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means we got to take a quick break. We've got one segment to go, so stay with us. There's more Right Side Patriots after... You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorry. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. If you've missed any part of tonight's show... Go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button. All of this show and the rest, they'll be right there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. All right, so yes. this is disturbing, Diane. Um, mm-hmm. There is a pro-Hamas group that seems to be targeting New York City for uh, as, as a target on a global infotata. 
Yes, they are called within our lifetime. They are um, a Palestinian-led community organization, and they have officially called for their followers to targeted the offices of technology companies and Jewish organizations or um, and businesses, including targeting areas in New York City. Now, when you say a Palestinian, what, what do you call them? A Palestinian what? It's called a, um, within our lifetime, it describes itself as a Palestinian-led community organization. Okay, a Palestinian-led community organization is BS mumbo-jumbo for Hamas. Exactly. You know, so don't be fooled by these, you know, cute business card titles, uh, you know, that these outfits give themselves. This is an arm of Iran. It's an arm of Hamas, a proxy of Iran. And what they're talking about is global intifada. All right? right. And some of the places targeted for this global intifada are in the United States, and most specifically, in New York City. Yeah. There is uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. There's between 16 and 18 targets in New York City that they have targeted. And this group outwardly supports Hamas and what happened on October 7th. So we are dealing with a terrorist organization now this map um i'm looking at a copy of the map um you can overlay it of on a map of new york and you can see exactly the areas that they're targeting um it started they started this on social media calling people to join this organization. And, of course, TikTok picked up on it, which is not a good site at all. Chinese site, by the way. Yeah, it's part of uh, the Chinese Communist Party. In fact, a representative, his name is Richard Torres, he's a Democrat from uh, from New York, from the Bronx, he warned on what used to be Twitter on X, that the messaging was an example of what he called coded calls for violence against Jews. And it's proliferating on all social media sites. You know, there's a, there's an old saying that those who fail to learn the lessons of history are bound to repeat them. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know how that plays out in this particular scenario, what you want to do is you want to get yourself a history book, not one of those that you find at a center for indoctrinating children called a public school. But yeah, you want go to, get to yourself, the library in the yeah, old section. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and get yourself a history book, thumb through the pages till you get to 1939, and look up Kristallnacht in Poland. Yeah. Uh, If you want to see how history is about to repeat itself, what happened in Poland in 1939, courtesy of the Nazis, is about to happen in New York City in 2023. It already started today. There were reports that a Jewish bakery was vandalized. Um, So it is starting. The saying, never again, is starting again and it needs to be stopped before it gets to the point of a crystal night in the 1940s in germany this is not what our country is about no no and this is happening in front of our eyes by these groups however senator marco rubio wrote a very severe, strong letter to the State Department. And he laid out certain things in his letter. 
But what he got them to admit, this is our State Department, folks, that they can revoke the visas of Hamas supporters in the U.S. And very briefly, let me just say this very short paragraph. The department said it takes all received information that possibly indicates ineligibility into account and revokes visas, if deemed necessary. The department also said it shares Rubio's outrage regarding Hamas's brutal attack against the state of Israel and its citizens. It goes on. It's a big, long thing that was sent to me today. It goes on, and they freely say twice, we can do it. We can doesn't mean they will but they can legally deport these bastards out of here. It's time they start doing it. Start with Rashida Tlaib. Yeah, but don't end there. That's That's just a starting point. You know, one of the most interesting things about that is the fact that Rubio had to pry that out of them. Right. You know, Rubio knew it was in there. But he had right. he wanted to get them to admit it was in there. He literally had to pry that out of them that those people could be deported. If there are people yes. in this country on a visa that are pro Hamas, pro Palestinian, supporting the ilk of that, they can be deported. Rubio knew that that was in there and that that is a possibility. But he had to get the State Department to admit to it. I mean, good and lord. Only the state- only the State Department can do it. That's the whole right. point. Right. And you know the State Department isn't going to do that. No. But if it gets out there in the media enough, something maybe will click in. Hopefully. Otherwise, we're going to see another crystal mine here in this country. And that's a disgrace. That, that's but a terrible thing, disgrace. But one thing. History has shown, no matter what has been thrown at the Jews, they always survive. Most resilient people on the planet. Yeah. I mean, and have and been for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. You know? No matter what is thrown, yep, they survive. Now, Others if, disappear. If the, mm-hmm. if the situation wasn't as dire as it is... You know, and and somebody told me that a Jewish bakery in New York City had been vandalized. I would have made a joke about it, a flippant joke about it. You know, how do you how do you vandalize a Jewish bakery? Put yeast in the flour. You know, well, there is yeast in the flour. Well, but but you know, not so much when they're making matzah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's true. I guess that's that's about as flat as Kansas. Yes. Um, you know, but the, the situation has gotten to the point where these sleeper cells that we know have come over the southern border are going to start waking up and taking action. And and it's yeah. all because of the, the liberal mindset in this country uh, as it exists right now. Now, I know there's going to be people out there, and, and they're going to say, well, yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of Democrats that are saying that, you know, Israel's well within their rights and, and you know, that don't support this pro-Hamas stuff. And that's true, okay? But they're not doing anything to stop those that are supporting it. And the problem is that standalone Israeli bill to support Israel on Wednesday failed in the Again. Senate because of the Democrats. Yep. Yep. So yep. you can pay lip service all you want. You know, these mm-hmm. Democrats like Chuckle Schumer and some of them, they can, you know, they can get up there. They can, they can pay lip service, you know, and, and pretend to support Israel all they want. But when it comes right down to it, they're voting against the funding bill. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just got a, a thing. Um, that group that we were just talking about, they oh, vandalized awesome. Simon & Schuster's Midtown office building. Now, who, who Simon & Schuster is, is one of the world's biggest publishers. Right, right. 
You know, if for if so for no other started, reason, yeah, for no other reason, then it's Jewish owned. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, this this is insanity. This is insanity. Yeah. And uh, and it's is- and and the the reason this is happening right now, even as we speak on this show tonight, is because. These blue cities and these blue states and, and these liberals that have power in those places are not doing anything to stop it. You know, a couple of nights ago, 150 people attacked Democrat National Headquarters in Washington, D.C. Right. And, and they attacked the cops. And this thing went on for hours and hours and hours. All right. And when it was all said and done, only one person was arrested only one yeah and and, and officers stop. were hurt yeah yeah it's it, got to stop this has got to stop otherwise the difference between now and the 30s and 40s is the jewish people are not going to take this bs anymore they're armed Including the ones here in this country, yep, they're not gonna they're not gonna take this crap anymore, and they shouldn't have and to take it for one single solitary second. No, not at all, not at all. The um, but one little note I want to put in here about this is um, another hostage was found dead by the IDF today. And people are, oh, it's BB's fault, it's BB's fault. No, it's not, it's Hamas's fault. Number two, the person, it seems, was being used as a human shield. Go figure. What does the go figure, right? What does that tell you? When this is over, I personally don't believe, and I'm sorry to say this, that there's going to be any hostages alive. I, I, I hope would, I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are too, but I'm not counting on you being wrong. Um, yeah. You know, and we're, we're not here to blow smoke up anybody's skirt. We're just here to tell you the truth as we see it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that. Finally, on tonight's show, Diane, we were hopeful. We were yes. stoked. We were ready. We were poised, whatever, you know, adjective you want to use, that there was going to be a SpaceX Starship launch this morning. They had a window between. 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock Eastern time to launch from Boca Chica, Texas. Now, why they say the launch window in Eastern time when the launch site is in Central time, I do not know. But no, about two hours ahead of the launch, they scrubbed it because mm-hmm. one of the actuator motors on one of the grid fins that's on the first stage wasn't working. Right. It's being replaced right now and hopefully the launch will take place tomorrow now for those people that aren't space geeks like diane and myself (laughs) (laughs) uh, an actuator motor for a grid fin on a starship is the little motor that makes that kind of kind of waffle looking fin thing tip and tilt and gimbal and that is what helps steer the first stage Back to what, in this case, hopefully, will be a soft landing in the Gulf of Mexico. They're going to do water landings for this. Uh, the right. first stage in the Gulf of Mexico, if everything goes according to plan, uh, the ship part of the Starship itself uh, will splash down in a soft landing um, somewhere near Hawaii, out in the Pacific Ocean. But if those grid fins aren't working correctly, that first stage is not going to be able to steer itself to where they want it to go. So that's why they had to put a hold on it. And to get to the grid fin, this this is how complicated rocketry is. You actually have to be a rocket scientist to do rocketry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they had to take the ship off the first stage. Then they had to remove the uh, the hot separation ring 
so that they could get to where the actuator motor is to replace the actuator motor and then put the hot staging ring back on and then remount the ship on top of it. Right. Right. For people to really understand the size of this ship, we are talking about a rocket that literally stands 400 feet tall. That's bigger than the Saturn V. Yes. That's why they call it the heavy, you know. Heavy lift. uh, Yeah. The heavy lift. It's it's amazing. It really is amazing how that thing even gets off the ground. <laughs> you know, you look at this thing and you look at it compared to the Saturn V. And, and, you know, while you're in the library looking up history, uh, go to the ni- late 1960s and look up uh, Saturn V and NASA. The Starship is not only taller, it's bigger around. Oh, yeah. So it looks like it's, a big silo. It's massive. This, mm-hmm. I mean, this thing is massive. You know, the Saturn V, yes. oddly enough, had five engines, hence the name, right. Saturn V. This thing's got 34 engines on it. Yeah. Holy well, because the, the Saturn V was not, it was from point A to point B. Starship yeah. is from Earth eventually to Mars. Five right. engines aren't going to cut it to Mars. Well, and, you know, another part of it is, you know, this is what they're going to be using to go to the moon. This is what they're going to be using to go to Mars. They want a bigger payload area. Right. Because they're talking about colonizing the moon and Mars. And yes. to do that, you've got to take up some building supplies and somebody from Angie's list to make sure everything gets done right. So, you know, you, you've got to have an enormous payload section. Now, the only payload that the Saturn V's carried to the moon was the lunar lander. And, and that in the last two or three landings on the moon had the moon Rover inside the lunar lander. Um, well, but, but when you look at the size of the lunar lander compared to the size of the cargo bay, that's going to be available in the starship. I don't know how many lunar landers you could get in there, but it's a bunch well, Boeing is also going to be involved in that, in the transporting back and forth to the moon. Um, they'll be able to, to do it. There's not a problem with the problem with all of this, thanks to Biden, thanks to Obama, mm-hmm. is funding. Yep. It always comes down to the money. Yep. You know, and thanks and- to all of that. You know, and that's why it's it's so. I mean, can you imagine if uh, a grid fin had not worked on a NASA vehicle, the amount of time it would take to switch something like that out? You know, this is why private industry does things faster and and usually better uh, than the government. I say usually because NASA actually has a really good track record. Yeah. Uh, and also, you have to remember that Elon Musk is in partnership with NASA. Right. His thing is separate, but they work in conjunction with right. each other. Eventually, all his launches are going to be from the Cape. So people right. need to understand it's a private company with government NASA, but they are working in conjunction. And that's right. a big thing. It's It's a huge thing because a lot of the design... Uh, for Starship and and for the Dragon capsules and all of that is Musk's own people's design. I mean, Musk isn't sitting there drawing this stuff up himself. He hires no, good no, people, no. right? But right. A lo- but portions of it have to work with NASA equipment. For instance, yes. the Dragon capsule goes back and forth to the International Space Station. Well, the mm-hmm. docking mechanism. On the on Musk's Dragon capsule has to match the latching system on the NASA built space station, right? You know, so there has to be work back and forth between NASA and SpaceX and SpaceX and NASA to make all of this stuff work out together. Plus, you know, oh, go plus ahead. the um, at the Cape they are building a launch pad for SpaceX. Right. 
Right. And so they got SpaceX employees uh, there literally telling NASA engineers how to design and how to build the uh, the launch uh, tower and, and all of that. Uh, meanwhile, Musk's people are actually more uh, – NASA, I think, is actually in charge of building the launch tower per specifications, where Musk's people are actually, I think, more in charge of building the high bays where they will assemble – the, the different parts and pieces it's, to make up the starships, and all of that is going to be located at Cape Canaveral, literally within eyesight of the famous launch pad 39A. Yeah, now they're, they're working in conjunction with well, each yeah. other. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, NASA's, NASA's doing, you know, Musk says, here's what we need for a launch tower. So NASA's people are saying, okay. You know, we're going to follow these directions, and, and they're working with Musk people to make that happen. Musk has these high bays designed because he's using the high bay system in Boca Chica, mm-hmm. Texas, and that thing seems to work great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but for to go to Mars, you really need the cape. Well, absolutely. You can't do you it without You really need the control center yep. there. You need certain things that Boca Chica and no place else in our country have. Um, He was smart enough. Elon Musk was smart enough to know that there has to be a partnership between his private company and NASA. Yeah. And, you know, NASA, NASA mission control is like no other place on the planet. Yeah. You know, it's it's an amazing amazing place um i've been fortunate enough to see it a number of times um it, it's absolutely amazing it it's like this is our future if only we had the funding to do everything we want to do right and, and what you're what you're finding now right now in the present time even as we speak is this brilliant combination of Elon Musk and SpaceX forward thinking and NASA's technical engineers coming together yes. to, to make not only the Starship a viable program, but look what they've done with Falcon, SpaceX Falcon, launching satellites, launching to the space station and back, uh, launching for uh, defense contracts. I mean, it's it's a remarkable forward thinking enterprise that's private industry at, and literally at its very best pairing up with the very best space engineers on the planet at NASA. And Mm -hmm. between the two entities, if, if funding doesn't become non-existent, what is it you always say, Diane, somebody's got to be, the leader in space? How do you put that? Somebody has to have the forward enough thinking to know that space is part of our future. It's in our DNA to explore. Yep. They have a great person in DC who, who is part of the science team um i really don't want to give out her name but i know her she is very pro space exploration yep she's part of the science the the government science team basically and she works with other people to really try to get that funding because folks our future does lie in space whether people want to admit it or not because we have to control space because he who controls space controls the earth that's if it's china or russia we are in big trouble folks that's what i was trying to get you to say oh okay he who controls space controls the earth. Yes. So hopefully tomorrow morning, 
shortly after 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time, we will see mm-hmm. the second launching of the SpaceX Starship. We're keeping our fingers crossed that it all goes well. Right. Yep. And with that, Diane, so, you and I have run out of time for the show. Well, with that, I'll first say happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your holiday and, and your meal. And we'll be back on December 1st. Folks, have yourselves a great Thanksgiving holiday, and we'll see you when we see you. Good night. Bye-bye.